You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I am JR. This is CBS Sports Radio. And thank you all so much to super producer and host Dave Shepard. Thank you to everybody listening all over North America. It's been a fun three hours. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for one more. And I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket, Rocket can. Well, Rocket can. I can tell you what one team can do. Lakers can't win a damn game. They have started 0-4. It was only a few minutes ago that the Los Angeles Lakers Without Russell Westbrook, a little bit of a hamstring issue, they lose to the Denver Nuggets, 110-99. to Only three teams in the NBA don't have a victory. Think about this company, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Sacramento Kings, and the Orlando Magic. No Russell Westbrook to blame tonight. Anthony Davis giving everybody a a little bit of a scare, holding his back. It's just like, are you serious? You hurt again, but he kept on playing. Anthony Davis, he played 36 minutes, had 22 points, 14 rebounds. LeBron James having an off night, 19 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds. He was 2 of 8 from downtown. He wants to talk about we don't have shooters on the team, but what about you? And the Lakers' three-point shooting percentage, historically, is the worst ever right now. I'm not exaggerating. 22.3%. That is an NBA worst all time. Three-point line introduced in 1979. 22% from three. I think I could do that. Yeah, LeBron James wasn't telling any lies. It's just a matter of of when. When does a change take place? When do you get Russ Brook out? When do you get a shooter in? And to be honest, I don't know if they could bring anybody in this season that's going to make that big of a difference. This is tough. Patrick Beverly at six points. Pathetic. Anyway. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Throughout the course of the show tonight, we've had an opportunity to look at at leadership. How the hell do you lead? If you're Aaron Rodgers, do you lead by saying your teammates suck? Do you say that some of them need to be replaced by other guys? That's what Aaron Rodgers says, and he thinks he's doing it for the betterment of his squad. Carl Anthony Towns, he looks at his guys, he looks at uh, Anthony Edwards specifically, and he's, he's letting the whole world know, I hate it when he talks about eating Popeye's chicken because we're world-class athletes. I need to talk to him about being a better professional and taking care of his body. It's tough being a leader. It really is. In the world of sports, especially with, with social media, different media outlets that you have, and people can say whatever they want. 
Aaron Rodgers can go on Pat McAfee's show and say whatever he wants. Draymond Green, he's doing podcasts during the NBA Finals after games. So imagine being a head coach and trying to pull all of this together. We just had a caller on the other side of the break, disappointed that the New York Yankees brought back Aaron Boone. And I can understand the disappointment. I can understand the frustration. Aaron Boone isn't the Yankees' largest or biggest problem. It's the bats. Yeah, you can talk about his mismanagement or management of the bullpen, but Aaron Boone wasn't in the batter's box. And so I don't care if you're in Major League Baseball. I don't care if you're in the NHL, MLB, NBA. I don't care what it is. Coaches are first in line to get the boot. They're the easiest to fire. They don't cost as much. It's more difficult to procure uh, athletic talent than it is coaches, but they serve a role. If you have good talent, you as a coach, can you get the most out of it? And so tonight, as I do every Wednesday night into Thursday morning, I gave you a new top six list. And tonight, we took a look at coaches I believe right now in the NFL who deserve a lot of credit. They deserve a pat on the back. They deserve a hug. They deserve some love. Let me give you a quick rundown. And number six, I gave you Sean McDermott. Sure, he has a lot of talent, but his team, they're living up to expectations. And number five, Kevin O'Connell, Minnesota Vikings are five and one. Uh, do I think that they're one of the best teams? Absolutely one of the favorites to win anything. No, but they should be back in the playoffs, and that'll be a hell of an accomplishment for a rookie head coach, formerly a quarterback. I guess he's on the same page now with Kirk Cousins. And number four, I gave you Rob Sala. And number three, I gave you Nick Sirianni undefeated with the Eagles after a playoff appearance. And number two, Brian Dayball, his Giants are giving you a heart attack week after week. But in past years, the Giants wouldn't be 6-1. and one. They'd be 1-6. And, and at number one on the list, I gave you Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll went from Russell Wilson, years of playoff success, and then you got Geno Smith. But Geno Smith is a, he's a brand new dude. If you don't believe me, he had listened to, to Pete Carroll and his, uh, his, his leader. His, he's playing Pro Bowl caliber QB right now. Listen to Pete Carroll, at least some of it. This is Gino, you know, uh, at the other end of his career. You know, he's had all those years behind him. And because he's such a good guy and he's such a great competitor, he studied his butt off to, okay. to understand the game better and better. He under, he's, got the, he's playing like a real pro. He gets yeah, it. He can see it. It's, it's not too fast for him. He can make all the checks, all the adjustments. You, you saw him so many times use the clock all the way down to the nub to get us in the right play and to get the protection right, okay. working with Austin Blythe. And, and, uh, and then he, he's got a marvelous you know, mechanical you know, ability. Yeah. He can throw the ball as well as anybody. So he can throw West hard. Virginia. He can throw it. He can take touch, uh, put throws, and, and take advantage of those. Yeah. Um, I didn't see what our third down number was. Oh, okay, today, but, okay, um, okay, he, Pete Carroll. All right, okay, damn it. He's going to just write an encyclopedia. But it happened again today. Uh, oh, okay, Pete Carroll, slow down. Okay, all right. <laughs> He's still going. 
<laughs> He's not no still going, is he? No, he can do whatever we can think of. Oh, my God. We didn't hit replay, by the way. That's him still talking. <laughs> you can put a label on somebody for what he All wants. right, all right, all right. It's a peak guy. We get it. Geno Smith is good. He's completing 73% of his passes. Has 11 touchdowns to three INTs. I mean, he has receivers dropping like flies. Metcalf is now hurt with the knee. Pete Cowell is upset about the turf. Okay, Pete Cowell. Damn. Don't ask Pete Cowell about the, uh, <laughs> the, the turf in California. He'd be upset about that, too. That's what happens. You know, people just start just running at the mouth. But anyway, he deserves some credit. Could you imagine if the Seattle Seahawks decided to keep Russell Wilson and give Pete Carroll the boot? Oh, my God. I know Pete Carroll has a lot of sway. But the decision so far has worked out. Congratulations to Pete Carroll. I know it's a 4-3 and three record. I'm not hanging them up at the, 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 the top of the standings here. But this is a whole hell of a lot better than I think anyone would have expected. Let's get to more of your calls. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Pittsburgh and talk to Lawrence. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up? Hey, JR. How's it going? Very well. Love your show, man. Thanks. I, I, originally, I was going to call. <laughs> in retrospect, it seems like madness. But I was going to bring up Mike Tomlin. And just before you dig into me, it's not going to be because of the Steelers' play. Steelers, obviously, are playing like garbage. But I don't know if you've ever been to Pittsburgh, but this is a pretty uh, harsh city of people of color. And, Mike, I think that the biggest sign of a leader is how you handle yourself in times of, of despair, in times of downtime. And uh, a lot of coaches end up in this situation. They start pointing fingers and blame in the media and this and that, but he's still handling it with the same professional demeanor. So... I mean, despite the record on the field, which is abysmal and probably only going to get worse, I still have respect for the way he's handling it, keeping his troops motivated. Yo, absolutely. And, and yes, Lawrence, I've, I've been to Pittsburgh. I absolutely love Pittsburgh. Shout-outs to all of my friends at Point Park University uh, downtown. What's up? What's up, Professor Andy, my main man? No, look, I, I've been to Pittsburgh, and I have heard in bad times and good times people personally tell me, about Mike Tomlin, people who want him out of the door, uh, people who don't appreciate him. Uh, The one thing that you can say about the Steelers is that they always have continuity, that they're not quick to pull the trigger. And, yes, it's it's going to be some tough times as you transition away from a Hall of Fame QB, but Mike Tomlin is the type of steady hand that players want to play for, that they do respect, that when they have the talent back in the building, they're going to find success, and it's it's not going to take long. So I agree with you, Lawrence. He is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Uh, he will always deserve credit in my eyes. But based on what's going on this season, there ain't no love for him to deserve. He just perennially is is the guy. So you understand why I don't have him on the list, right? Hey, can I make one other point? Backing off with the, uh, the update on the Lakers, completely off topic. Uh oh. Go ahead, please, quickly. I think this is just showing that LeBron is not the leader that everyone makes him out to be. I mean, this is not 
he quits on teams to go through adversity. He's a quitter. He's walked off the court with five, ten minutes left in the game. That kinds of adversity, LeBron's a no-show. And this is just yet the latest example. That's just my, okay. that's my personal opinion. Okay. He's a great well, th- player, don't get me wrong. But the guy, like, he's not that mentally tough compared to some of the other goats in the goat argument. That's just my personal opinion. Okay. You said, he, you said he's a loser? I'm not saying he's a loser. I just think when the times of adversity, when you need LeBron to clutch up, I mean, you see him at the end of the bench moping. I mean, he's just not, I don't know. I'm not yeah. saying, I don't know, obviously, personal, on the personal level off the court, I like a lot of what LeBron does. But on the court, when things ain't going his way, he kind of, like, goes into a shell. No. He, he disappears. That's, you know, that is. Know. He's not that same leader rally around the truth. So, well, why are you coming out saying we can't shoot threes? How's that no, supposed that's... to motivate your team? That that is accurate. Well, I don't think you're gonna motivate a a bum shooter to be a better one. But I, I would agree with him there. I mean, throughout LeBron's career, we we have seen moments and instances where he has. We saw this with the Heat. We saw this with the Cavs. Like he's walked off the court. He sat at the end. He's left early. He's looked sad. He's thrown guys under the bus. He's been passive aggressive. We've seen all of that. And by the way, shout out to my main man, uh, Paul Zeiss, out in Pittsburgh. What's up, Paul? I see you. But uh, I I can't disagree. But let's also be real here. What the hell are the Lakers going to win with with, with the team they have around LeBron right now? Nothing. There's no motivating them to do anything. Does he need to come out and say they suck? No, he's not doing that for his own good. He's doing that to try to send a message to the general manager. In that regard, I don't want to say he's kind of walking the same line as Aaron Rodgers. But there have been plenty of things that LeBron has said over the past several years where you just go, okay, bro, just let, let's just chill here. What he does this season and what happens around him, I don't believe is going to lead to a championship. I have no idea, and I think the answer is nothing. This is almost like Aaron Rodgers. There isn't anything that the Green Bay Packers can do this year that I think will deliver them a championship and I feel the same way about the Lakers. But you're going to bring in Buddy Heald? He's supposed to make the huge difference? Oh, you, Defensively, uh, Miles Turner, who, by the way, I think he's, he's recovering from his own injury. He's supposed to come in and make a difference? That big of one? Tough luck. Wait until you can use the draft picks or trade for somebody. Wait until next year. Matter of fact, Darvin Ham, after losing to the Nuggets tonight with no Russell Westbrook, Darvin Ham, he's he's looking at the defense. Listen. Guys got to be committed consistently. They're a fast team. Jokic likes to throw deep, long outlets. Um, they have some very, very fast athletic guys. So that's a part of the game, you know, we commit ourselves to. That's the first line of defense, your transition defense. So we'll go back and look at it and uh, – try to see what we can fix oh the starters had had a field day with the los angeles lakers nobody can really ever stop Jokic, the best most non-athletic human being you will ever see busting everybody's ass 31 points 13 rebounds nine assists on 12 for 17 shooting sign me up you got bruce brown out there with 18 points, 7 of 12 from the field. Jamal Murray still trying to come back from injury, 13 points, didn't have a great shooting night, 1 of 3 from downtown. A, a former Los Angeles Laker, 
Contavious Caldwell Pope, he did something the Lakers wish that he could still do for them. He had 13 points. He was 3 of 5 from downtown. And the Lakers, they shoot 26% from deep tonight. On the season, the Lakers are shooting 22% from three. That is historically bad. 855-212-4CBS. Robbie is calling from Phoenix, Arizona. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show, Robbie. Go ahead. Morning, morning. I am stunned right now. Why would the Yankees be higher this buffoon? Aaron Boone is so clueless, it would take him 72 hours just to watch 60 minutes. He's one of the worst managers in professional sports today. Why won't they go out and get a proper baseball manager that knows what he's doing? I mean, does Hal even want to win? I guess the answer is no, Robbie. Who would you suggest to manage the New York Yankees? Don Manley. He's far more knowledgeable in baseball than Aaron Buffoon. I mean, come on now. So bringing in Don Mattingly, who is probably one of the most, well, definitely living, not even, I go further than that. He's one of the most revered living Yankees. He's one of the most revered Yankees of all time. Why Why bring him in for, A, the stress, uh, B, why bring him in for the criticism? I, I wouldn't necessarily say that's the best of matches. Oh, I think he'll toughen this clubhouse out. This is a very soft Yankee team. Even Mariano Rivera said that, that Boone should have been fired. What does that tell you? I need somebody that's going to toughen these guys up and not be so mentally soft. Well, I don't think that's I don't think that's necessarily the the job of the manager. And I, I heard what Mariano Rivera had to say, and 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 kind of wrapping everything up in a bow, Mariano Rivera pretty much said that well, the Yankees haven't had the success. And so someone has to take the fall. And uh, for what I said a few minutes ago, typically on any sports team, the guy who takes the fall first is the coach, is the manager. The Yankees' larger problem, I will say it again, isn't so much about the coach or the manager. It's the actual players that are on the team. Uh, Aaron Boone, quote-unquote, expecting him to, or, or saying bringing in Don Mattingly to toughen someone up. When you're the coach and you're the manager, you're not just the glue for the guys in the clubhouse. You're not just the, the babysitter. You're not just the decision maker. You're a conduit to management. Like, he has to work with management. Brian Cashman gave him a contract extension last year. They got rid of Joe Girardi. And by the way, you want to talk about toughening guys up? Last time I checked, Joe Girardi won a championship with the Yankees. Uh, Joe Girardi was hired by the Phillies. And then he grates on people so much, I guess because he's trying to toughen them up and, and hit them with some tough love, that he gets fired even when he has success. Like, you can't, you can't take a job. You can't be such a hard ass that not only your players, but the people who hired you go, man, this guy is difficult. You get the boot. And I'll say this again. Any criticism of Aaron Boone is warranted, especially when things don't work out, especially when you go, why'd you put that reliever in versus another one? I get it. I agree with that. 
But to say, well, let's just fire him, no. Bringing in Don Mattingly, you are setting just everybody up for increased scrutiny. I would bring in someone, if I were to get rid of Aaron Boone, who has nothing to do with the Yankees. I'd maybe promote someone from within. I'd bring in someone with some managerial experience who deserves a second shot. I wouldn't bring in a legend that the fans are now going to be yelling and screaming about the minute that he screws up. It's bad. Don't increase the cycle. Put someone there who actually isn't going to be up for a firing squad every two or three games. By the way, these are the same Yankee fans who wanted to boo Aaron Judge in the postseason. Wouldn't have got there if it wasn't for him in the first place. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'll take more of your calls on the top six list. NFL coaches who deserve love. We'll talk about these bum-ass Lakers. And then I see we got people here who just, they want to fire everybody on the New York Yankees. Well, congratulations to the Phillies and Astros. They're the actual winners. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I love you, brother, and happy birthday, and uh, God bless you, man. I love oh, you. JR. I love you, man, too, you guy. Ba- Hey, man, you make yeah. my night, JR. You make my freaking night, dude. You don't even know. Oh, you thank you, know. Kevin. I love I you, bro. I love you, too. Not in that way. If I go missing, we know who did it, okay? We know who did it. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. Yeah, that was nice from around my birthday, of which it is not, by the way. No time soon. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I guess one of the themes for tonight has been about leadership, has been about coaching, and I don't know. I mean, for as many times as we criticize players for stinking up the joint and not performing, what do we expect from a head coach? I don't expect a head coach or a manager to do anything unless they have talent. That's, I think, first of all. Uh, and then after that, it's just decision-making and, and management. It's pulling people together. That's it. And, yeah, okay, yeah, it, it sounds complicated. A good manager or a good coach can, can lead you in one direction or could send you off in the other. But you have to have talent. I think it's way too easy in a lot of instances, in a lot of cases, just to say, Father manager or father coach doesn't make a damn difference. A lot of times if you're coaching the same mediocre guys, you know, I don't know. George Carl, if I slap it, well, he's grading in his own his own way and God bless him now. But if I took George Carl and I said, hey, man, here's uh, Kobe, you know, here's Shaq. You know, if I took George Carl and said instead of having uh, Gary Payton, you get you get Michael Jordan and, and Scottie Pippen and, and and fill in the blank, Dennis Rotman, et cetera, don't you think he'd have a title? Unless the guys hated his guts. My point is whether it's George Carl or Lenny Wilkins or, or whoever the case might be, if if I took Bill Belichick and I gave him the, the Rams from a couple of years ago, you don't think he'd have a better chance 
at, at, at winning a title? Sometimes it's the talent that you have. Look how long it took Andy Reid to win a Super Bowl. So, sure, we can go ahead and scream, fire this guy, and fire that guy, and off with his head, and send him up the stream, and up the river, and through the woods, and send him back to grandma's house. If you're coaching bums, you ain't winning nothing. Let's keep that in mind first. Darvin Ham, I guess he's, uh, is he coaching? Hey, Shep, is Darvin Ham coaching bums for the Lakers? A lot of people on Twitter would say yes right now. Yeah, the Lakers lose tonight 110-99. to The Lakers are now 0-4. They are only three teams in the NBA who have zero wins. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers happen to be one of them. And the company that they don't want to keep, they join the Sacramento Kings and the Orlando Magic. I just, I just hope Frank Vogel gets the next NBA head coaching vacancy because I think this JR proves once and for all, this was not the blame and the deficiencies of Frank Vogel, why the Lakers have fallen off so fast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think everyone knew that. It's just... No and, problem and firing the, him 18 months after winning an NBA championship, for God's sakes, when they couldn't make the playoffs before him. Yeah, well, it's who's this, it's easy to get rid of the coach. I just said that. You know, when things don't work, look, the Los Angeles Lakers don't want Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook no longer wants the Lakers. He's still on the team right now. LeBron James just re-up, re-upped. He ain't going anywhere. Uh, Anthony Davis isn't going anywhere. Uh, who was easy to give the boot to with the talent or try to work with the talent that you, you had at that moment at the time? It was Vogel. And um, his coaches always are going to be the first ones to go. And I, it is just, it's not mind-boggling. I want to know how bad they're going to be for how long they're going to be until there's some type of adjustment made. Because some type of adjustment is going to have to happen. This is uh, disastrous for the Lakers. 855-212-4CBS. Ramon is calling from Indianapolis. What's up, Ramon? Hey, how you doing, JR? And thanks for taking my call. You are correct. It, it, it's painful sometimes watching um, who really can lead, will lead, doesn't lead. I thought Bill Belichick made a terrible decision uh, Monday night. I'm a, you know, I'm from Chicago. I'm a Bear fan. But Mac Jones didn't even have enough time in to get warmed up. He had missed, what, uh, two, three weeks, something like that. Then he just pulled him real quick, bowing to public pressure. I thought that was poor leadership. Aaron Rodgers definitely is showing poor leadership. Uh, you know, it's, it's never his fault. You know, I've always, you know, you, you look at other uh, great leaders and they say, hey, you know, it's, it's on me. I'm going to get these guys together I'm, and, and watch out. We're going to be right there. He, he's poor. He should be killed more for it. And I think that they're starting to get to him because we know if that would have been Lamar Jackson or if that would have been uh, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, uh, they'd be ready to kill him. Aaron has got one Super Bowl in 2010. That was a long time ago. And it's like he's, it's like Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers getting, you know, he's getting a lot of life out of that 2008 championship. I just heard Isaiah say that it's the players on Philadelphia. It's those guys that got to go in the locker room and figure it out. So, Leadership is, is, is who's going to get the guys out there to figure it out. And what we see now is, is that we don't have many in sports. We have very few. 
And uh, as far as coach is concerned, you, you mentioned the ones that were doing great. And I'd like to say that I'd like to give the guy in Utah a little credit. He's got a bunch of guys nobody wanted to know. They won again tonight. They're four and one. Give it. What's his name? Snyder. Is that his name? Quinn Snyder. Oh, give Quinn. Snyder. Yeah, Quinn's been yeah, here let's for. Give Quinn Snyder a little credit here. No, well, because... Quinn's gone. No, 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 no. Oh, they somebody took else now. Boston Celtics uh, assistant guy Will Hardy. Quinn Snyder went. Give Will some credit then. Let's yeah. give him some credit for taking a bunch of people that no one wanted. And they're four and one. So I like those underdog stories, and I like okay. the guys that no one wants to look at. I like the people that no one looks at. And the Lakers need to just trade everybody, even okay. LeBron. Trade everybody and start okay. over like the Ursay did, like Ursay did this week. Start over. Okay. Thanks, well, thank you, Ramon, for calling from Indianapolis. Well, they'll tell you that that's it's not the case. I don't know if it's true. They're telling you they're not starting over. Hey, Shep, so specifically – in the third quarter, the, the Lakers just looked like crap to me the whole game. What the hell happened in the third? Well, JR, you can take my answer for it. Uh, yes. You want to hear from LeBron? Yeah, let's hear LeBron James. What did you see as the difference in that third quarter when Denver made their push? Uh, at one point, we was outscored 29-11. <laughs> How do you balance the sort of Looking at the four losses so far at this point of the season with just everything going on, what do you think the biggest thing you guys have to do to turn it around? We're going to make some shots. <laughs> oh, my God. This is painful. We can't do this for 82 games. What, every other game he's going to say we suck at shooting? He sucked today, too, at shooting, which I'm glad he's saying we. He's not saying I. LeBron James tonight, uh, he was two of eight from downtown. Now he's been playing. He's been playing well. He's been playing. He's been playing at the same damn level to start this season that we've seen over the past few years when he's played. But he hasn't. He's never been the greatest of shooters. He's improved as his career has gone on. But I mean, damn. By the way, another game that took place tonight, and, and I also let uh, Marco Belletti tell you, but uh. Ben Simmons, oh, he sucks too. I'll give you more details on the other <laughs> side of the break. If you want to know the score, you'll get it momentarily. I'll get to your calls as well before I roll out. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR, man, it's going to be cliche as a mug, but a uh, long time, long time listener, first time caller, man, and I appreciate your show big time. You have so much insight. I just want to give you props on that. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You know, before we went to break, obviously, I told you, Marco Belletti told you about the Lakers loss. What else is new? They are 0-4. That's out in Los Angeles. There's a team on the East Coast that is, uh, I would say, equally as bad. Maybe not as bad, but uh, they got their own issues. It's like pick pick which side of the country you want to have your drama. The Brooklyn Nets fall to 1-3 tonight after losing to the Bucks 110-99. 
You want to know something that sounds normal? Kevin Durant had 33 points. Okay, not a shock, right? Normal. Kyrie Irving, he's he's been playing basketball. He had 27 points. He missed all seven of his three-point shots. Meanwhile, Ben Simmons, he played 34 minutes. He only had four points. He had nine assists, more than anybody on the team. He almost had half of the team's assists. He had five rebounds. He was two of seven from the field. And if I've seen the information correctly, the second half of the game, he basically just quit shooting. You might have seen it already go viral. You might have seen it on television. You'll definitely hear about it on the radio over the next uh, 24 hours. That there's one scene where Kyrie Irving goes into the paint, immediately passes it to Ben Simmons, who's a, a foot away from the basket and and Ben Simmons is looking to pass it out and Kyrie is like Ben shoot it this Ben Simmons and we talked about this last night when Lindsey Vaughn joined us like he it's all in between his ears right now you know I, I can't speak for what he's going through personally and and how he handled the situation leaving Philadelphia he's even said Uh, I need to take some responsibility, even though that coming out of his mouth, you also blame the organization. Just on basketball, he's screwed up. He really is. You don't go from where he was to what's going on now. It's, It's not good. Kevin Durant, he looks at the entire team. By the way, Steve Nash was thrown out tonight. But Durant says we need to fix this quick. We lost the last couple of games um, some little, on some little things, and, you know, so it's going to be good to see that and try to get better at it. But we got another game tomorrow, so, you know, that's the beauty about the NBA. Okay. A little bit of optimism there for Kevin Durant until he's ready to leave and quit again. I expect that to be soon, and I don't know how much easier it's going to be. They played the Bucks tonight and got wiped out play the Dallas Mavericks tonight, Thursday night. I don't know if that's going to be easier, back-to-back against them. I guess there's more optimism. Kyrie Irving says our situation is going to be real easy to fix. I'm not even going to overcomplicate it with you guys here. I, it just starts with just defensive pride and using our IQ to the best of our ability. We have a lot of long guys uh, in terms of length out there on the perimeter. Uh, a lot of teams getting in our paint, offensive rebound, and that's the game right there. Oh, okay. Hey, Shep, you hear you hear all this optimism? Uh, yeah, I mean, who do they think they are, the Lakers? Yeah, I'm uh, Kyrie's optimistic and Durant is optimistic and how long does it take before the the you know what hits the fan in Brooklyn? What do you give it another month? Oh my god. If if that. I mean JR. I mean it, we thought it was bad last year for the Lakers and the Nets. They have both taken significant steps back as franchises and I don't even know if we've seen the worst of this. I don't think both teams have hit rock bottom, believe it or not, and that's difficult to say. When you consider the Lakers find themselves in the company of the Kings, as you alluded to, then the Nets can't win if their life depended on it, allowing Giannis Antetokounmpo to have the biggest green light since, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse at, you know, Magic Kingdom. My God. Yeah, it's uh, 
It's tough. It really, it really is. There was a point in time where I was just like, wow, man, not this season. It was like, whoa, we, we could have the, the Brooklyn Nets and the Lakers in the finals, and that would be absolutely amazing to watch, and that ain't happening. Definitely not. This is more interesting than, than some of the early games. I want to see what happens here with these teams that can't stand each other. And then we can get to the finals, and neither one of these teams will be there. Maybe, maybe not. Doubt it. Let's get a couple of your calls in before I have to roll out. 855-212-4CBS. Nick is calling from Baltimore. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, I was up Um I just was like Aaron Boone for the Yankees. I've been listening for a while, so the show is kind of going all over the place. But as far as the Yankees go with Aaron Boone, I think that guy does a great job with that team. I mean, think about that team. Think about the way they're built and then the way their home run record with Aaron Jones, how that was a distraction. When they should be focused on winning, trying to, like, you know, go to the playoffs, trying to win a, a world championship. I think New York is a lot like Dallas, but at least New York has won World Series in the 90s and the 2000s. The last one in 2009 when they beat the Phillies. Like, I just think that the fan base and there's a certain expectation and arrogance around them that that that, that, that is like it's hard to put your finger on, but but it's you know you know what I'm saying. They don't have that hunger that other teams have. No, I, I, I don't. I don't know if I'd call it the hunger. I think it's it's the talent, and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly about the expectations from the fan base. We had an entire conversation uh, earlier this week just about the the New York Yankee fans. Was that this week or last week, Chef? I think it was last last week. week yeah, the most entitled fans. Yes. Yeah, and it's just uh, it's spoiled. And it's nothing wrong with having expectations. But tell me you're not spoiled as a fan base. And, of course, it's not everybody. But when you're booing Aaron Judge, like, let's, let's be real. Robert is calling from Arizona. Hey, Jerry, can you hear me? I can. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was going to talk about Pete Carroll, but uh, Ben Simmons interests me more. I think he's so far gone mentally. He would need, like, a Phil Jackson, you know, kind of – Jedi mind trick coach to fix him. And uh, on the Yankees manager, what I would do if I was Brian Cashman, I would call up Joe Torrey, say, what would it take to get you out of retirement? I'll give you a blank check. Okay. Yeah, I think if, if, if Joe Torrey wanted to come back, he'd need a time machine, Derek Jeter, uh, Jorge Posada, Mariano Rivera, and he need a fountain of youth. Ryan, you're going to get the last word here tonight. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, hey JR, I'm I just want to say I agree with you. Actually, well, um, you know, it's not it's not on the coach when the coach when the coach is, is coaching a team of bums. But I will say this though, you know, um, Steve Nash, you know, Steve Nash is not coaching bums. He's coaching two future Hall of Famers. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that Steve Nash is going to make the rest of the season. I don't know your feeling on it. And also in Philadelphia, um, I'm not sure about Doc Rivers either. Right now, you remember Doc and Steve Nash? There was question marks about whether to even bring both of those two back in um, anyway. And uh, you know Ben 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 Simmons, you know you know yeah he's he's gone he's not helping, so I don't know what's going to happen. But um, answering your question about you know when 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 is when it all hit the fan, I think real soon, and I and I think Steve Nash will get the blood about the brunt of it, and he'll and and I think he'll be gone. He won't even make the yeah, season, and I'm not sure that, about Doc Rivers. Either. That's not that's not. And thank you, Ryan, for calling from Charlotte. That that wouldn't be a surprise if Steve Nash didn't make it through the entire season. We we heard and witnessed everything that took place in the off season. 
where Kevin Durant said, oh, man, I don't want to be here. You got to get rid of Sean Marks, the GM. You got to get rid of Steve Nash. And Steve Nash he didn't have experience. This is his first go around. Steve Nash basically took this job because of all of the talent that the Brooklyn Nets did have. This was prior to, unfortunately, oh, my God, going through James Harden and COVID and Ben Simmons coming in and just the injuries. and It's all piled up. And so it wouldn't shock me if, if he wanted to go, but he's a competitor. It, it may be one of these, quote-unquote, amicable decisions for him to walk away, even though you know he probably wants to finish things out and see things through. In the case of Doc Rivers, I understand – of, of of people looking at Maury and, and, and Rivers already being there, I don't think they're going to can him in the middle of the season. I still think for the 76ers, it's still relatively early. I know they're they're one in four. Give it time. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. It's been fun hanging out with you guys tonight, talking about coaches and leadership and who to fire, who not to fire, you know, showing love to Pete Carroll, people ready to fire. Aaron Boone, if you didn't hear, Yankees' Hal Steinbrenner says that we're going to have this man back. And um, it's fun. Tomorrow, I'll be back with you. 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Obviously, Thursday night football up on the agenda. We're going to talk about it. We're going to have the Ravens, the Buccaneers. Should be a fun one. Thank you all so much to super producer and host Dave Shepard. You can find me online at JR Sport Brief. But until tomorrow, don't move here on CBS Sports Radio. Amy Lawrence, she's coming up next. <laughs> 